Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas from Aaron and I at Redemption Bible Church and the Consider It podcast. It's that time of year where we are in the Advent season. And so today we consider what is Advent? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Brownfield, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, we've been on a on a short hiatus. And that's a we, good word, hiatus. Yeah, we've been on a little hiatus. I was uh, thinking break, but hiatus. That, that's that's yeah, a smarter yeah. hey, word. You know, I gotta use gotta use uh, the education that I got. That's right. Um, but but yeah, uh, just to guys to give you guys an update, uh, we're a church here in in New Braunfels, Texas, and we just recently had our two year anniversary. That's right. And. And we've been mobile for the past two years, but God has been faithful in providing a more permanent location for us to meet at. And so um, if you've been part of any sort of church plants, uh, it's been hectic and it's been crazy. That's right. It's been hectic and crazy, but uh, some exciting days uh, for us as uh, God has uh, opened up the doors and we've had uh, construction projects and building and all that, but it's been super cool to watch uh, the community of believers that God has brought to our church who've all stepped up and uses their time, talent, and treasure yeah. to make this a reality. Absolutely. But uh, uh, in the midst of all that, um, we haven't, you know, I haven't taken the time to sit down and record any podcast. Consider it That's anything. right. And considered, <laughs> considered things about uh, measurements and- we've uh, considered a lot that, of that, yeah. We've yeah. considered a lot of things, but uh, haven't taken your questions. So if you've been submitting them, thank you for that. We're still uh, taking your questions, um, but uh, uh, we haven't had the bandwidth in our life and ministry to uh, get to them. And so thank you for being patient. Yeah. I don't know that anybody's necessarily been out there just like twiddling their thumbs who listen to this, but maybe <laughs> right. um, we're, we're still right. rocking and rolling here and are eager to get back to those. But what we wanted to do is actually, um, because uh, at the time of this recording, we're in the midst of the Advent season. We are. Christmas we are. is right around yeah. the corner. So um, we wanted to take that today, right? Yeah, we're going to, I guess, uh, maybe do a couple. We'll see kind of how it goes, but uh, really focus on what is Advent uh, and just the general Christmas season. Yep. Uh, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you've probably heard of Advent. Uh, you probably have heard some sort of, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. All these kind of... Keep Christ in Christmas. Yeah, keep Christ in Christmas. Uh, and we just want to, as as we always try to do, give a biblical uh, outlook on this season and yeah. more specifically today, Advent yep. and, and the role that it has in the church and and really what it is uh like i i grew up in church and so i when i think of advent i think of the candles and you know all that stuff and and Mm -hmm. so we just kind of want to break it down today and really get into you know what we think are some of the really good things about it and and maybe some of the things that can can pull us away and maybe even distract sometimes that's right that's right did you celebrate advent growing up like in your family aaron 
No, not not in my family necessarily. More than yeah. like we did it at church. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Sunday morning. I remember like the four Sundays or whatever, and there was yeah. a different candle. And right. I was really young, so I couldn't tell you right now what the candles even are. Yeah. Me either. That's, yeah. that's the same in growing up too. Yeah. We didn't really in my family, but in church. There's the four Sundays of Advent, and it was like a red candle and a purple candle yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, the royal purple. Somebody would walk down Christian the purple. aisle with, and it was it, it was a big deal in my church to be chosen as the candle bearer. Yeah, for you sure. Know, like if you got selected to be the one to walk down the aisle with this big giant, like six <laughs> foot, you know, flame uh, to light the candle up front, it was uh, it was like a rite of passage. I, you know? I always just remember the of melting wax and seeing like is is this place gonna catch on fire right right but as a kid i didn't realize that yeah. wax does not uh make things that's uh, true wax doesn't, doesn't make anything burst into flames but that. You but know, it just might melt through things dream. or something yeah. that's yeah, right exactly every fireman in the house you yeah. know was like scrumming in their right. seats but 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 you know even just talking about this and you know we were kind of joking about growing up in in that in, in just being around this kind of tradition yeah I think at at the at the base, I think the best way to start is even just what does that word mean? Advent. Yeah, you know, yeah. So what does Advent mean? The word Advent really means the waiting uh, for the appearing of somebody important. Okay. The uh, um, you know if a political figure was coming to town or a king was uh, you know going to make an appearance. Uh, it's just kind of an ancient word we don't really use yeah. but anymore, but it is the advent of his mm-hmm. appearing. And so um, that's where somewhere in history, you know, you can do some research on it and there's kind of maybe uh, several different answers you'll find as to the exact origins. When did this become a thing in the right. Christian church? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you can look at all that stuff and maybe you find that stuff helpful, but the concept is something that has, I think, been... Uh, uh, true of Christians for a long time. Yeah, this isn't like this idea of waiting for the appearing of somebody important. Like, uh, what we, you know, what are we talking about in the Christians? Like, we're waiting for the coming of the Messiah, the right. King, right? And he came. We have the first Advent. He came the first time. Yeah, you know, we know Jesus came, and uh, but he came kind of unexpectedly for some they had these expectations that he would come as a conquering military ruler right and instead his first advent his first coming was as a suffering servant yeah and by and large people missed that Mm -hmm. um but we also now wait for the second coming, the second advent of when he will come to conquer. He will come as the king. Um, and so really uh, this idea has been true of God's people since the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, as you say this, so advent is is this kind of like expecta- expecting of yeah. somebody who's yeah. important, yeah. right? And, and the first thing I think of will... Why are we expectant, right? Yeah. What are we waiting for? I think it's really easy for, you know, 21st century Western Christian to say, well, what do I need or what do I, like, what do I need to expect for? You know, I have my job, I have, you know, my family and, you know, by and large things aren't the best, but things are definitely not the worst, right? You know, sure. like, what right. am I expecting what do i you know what is coming that i is going to revolutionize everything and i think really what advent helps us and should help us to remember 
is the problem, right? Yeah. The problem that we have as fallen men. And we can yeah. go, you know, all the way back to, to Genesis 3 where sin enters the world. And it's at that moment that, you know, our relationship as, as man, as God's creation, God's design to be in community with his creation, that's fractured, right? Because yeah. sin creates this this separation. And, and even, even this, I think, you know, we all as Christians, we all know this, right? Sin separates us from God. And, you know, that's kind of the, the problem. But it's easy to miss how, like, weighty that really is, right? It's not just that we did something or that Adam, that Adam and Eve did something that, you know, God said not to do, but it's the fact that God is so glorious, so perfect, so righteous that this imperfection, this disobedience, this sin can't really, can't exist in, like can't, can't uh, coincide or correlate to this holy, perfect God, right? So when sin enters the world and, and, you know, it, it permeates all of man, right? Because of their actions, uh, we are now at this, like, we're now in this separated state from a perfect holy God, right? And, and yeah. not only that, but everything is fractured yeah. down to like the chemistry of how the world works, like yeah. our, our biology, everything. Everything is just now uh, messed up. Yeah, it's corrupted. Right? Yeah. It's corrupted. Even down into creation, as Romans 8 talks about that, creation is groaning mm. because of this. Mm-hmm. Not only has, has sin infected uh, humanity, you know, to where we hurt one another, where we yeah. offend God, you know, all the problems in humanity, but even all the natural disasters and yeah. things within creation. Mm-hmm. That's what Romans 8 is talking about. Creation is groaning and is subsequently longing for exactly. the advent. Right. The creation coming. in the same way longs for Christ to return for sure. to where we will be redeemed, but then the new heavens and the new earth that right. in the same way creation wants that to happen is eagerly waiting, is expectant uh, of the appearing of Christ and the, you know, the consummation of all things because it's tired. Even our creation right. <laughs> is is you know groaning. Is tired of the uh, of the effects of sin in the world. And what's what's so awesome about this is that even even from the beginning, you know, we 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 look at at Genesis three that once that happens, you know, they disobey Adam and Eve disobey disobey God, yeah. and God, you know, starts to hand out uh, these curses and to the to the serpent to the devil. He says that from man is going to come one whom you were going to bruise the heel, but he's going to crush your head. Yeah. And right there, we kind of get the first promise, yep. this like this this uh, promise of someone who's going to come yeah. to, to, fix, to fix the issues, to right. fix the problems. Right, right. And from there, then, that's really the storyline of Scripture. Right, that's when the story begins. Is this unfolding yeah. of exactly what that is. There's like a, a, a it's almost veiled in, right. in Genesis 3, and yet we see it standing where we do in human history. We can see what he's talking about, and then just throughout human history and all the people throughout the rest of Genesis and all the generations of people and uh, God's 
revelation to mankind has been, uh, you know, like a greater unfolding of right. that plan, you know? And so his first coming and now we, even today, we wait, we wait right. eagerly. And, uh, you know, as, you, as you're talking about this, I was thinking about Titus, this is Titus 2 verse 11. He says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Mm-hmm. That's what, what we celebrate at Christmas, right? right? Jesus appearing and not just appearing as a nice little baby and staying that way, but then the summation of his life. And yeah. what did that accomplish? It accomplished this, it training us, this is verse 12, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. So this mm-hmm. is what he did there in the past, that first coming, has uh, uh, implications for how we live now. And then verse 13, waiting for our blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So there we go. Like we we long for that uh, right. second coming there. Yeah, so. and that's really cool right there. That that shows us kind of what Advent does. It yeah. reminds us of the promises that God has made to His people and the faithfulness. Right in in through human history, yeah. orchestrating this plan of redemption, you know, bringing forth through the lineage of David, uh, the Messiah, who is Jesus, right? Living a perfect life, yep. paying the sacrifice for our sins. And then now we look forward to when he comes again yep. and redeems his people. But all of that, not just some, you know, awesome story that we get to be beneficiaries of, but then it informs us in how to live right now, how yep. to eagerly await him his return right and that's really what the point of advent is is to look backwards look forward but then to inform okay then what does that mean for me as a christian today right we live in the tension of it you know in in between these two appearings in the joy and hope and and excitement of what he's done in the past Mm -hmm. uh but then also like the waiting and the uh you know and the uh, kind of the anxiety and i use that maybe in a in a better light than what you might be thinking of uh, of his coming again yeah and so here we are in this tension of like, okay, well, he could come at any moment and we long for that. And we, that's our hope in brokenness. That's our hope in sin. That's our hope while we're in the midst of suffering is that uh, Jesus is coming back, that what is happening to me today doesn't have the final say because Christ is going to come back and fix things. He will right. redeem mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and so that's our, that's our glorious hope. And so that's, that's really the cool part about Advent then and why we have it now in leading up to Christmas in the church today. So that's, I think we've kind of like, here's why we have it. Here's what it is. More than just the historical tradition side, I think there's, here's the biblical kind of precedent, the the biblical idea behind behind this. And so, you know, that's that's where it comes from. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about our history with yeah. it. And, you know, if you're listening, you probably have your own traditions, <laughs> right. you know, your own experience with it that you've grown up or, you know, things that you've maybe do in your family with your spouse or your kids or your parents. And, uh, and, and those things aren't bad, you know, mm-hmm. so long as they help point us to what this is really about, you know. Right. Um, Advent, if it just becomes another tradition, more things that we do, then then it loses its power. If it's disconnected from the truth behind it, what it's supposed to point us to, backwards and forwards, yeah. in the tension in between, then uh, 
then it's just another thing on our list of things to do yeah it just adds to all the you know the maybe like religious duties and Mm -hmm. ceremonies and and just traditions that we just do because we always have done right right and it's you know that's not to say that it's it's inherently bad or wrong to do it you know there's some that are like real grumpy about advent and like oh we're not gonna do it you know in the same way with like lent you know Mm -hmm. advent is to christmas as lent is to easter right it's that season of preparation leading up to which i think is really good for our hearts because we can just be you know going about our business and you know going to work going to school doing whatever we do and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's christmas day and we forget about it or we get swept up in all the kind of commercialism of the holiday yeah the present and the food all that stuff and so i think it is good that we take time to prepare our hearts for what is most important but here's the trap in that is because of the bent of our heart we can make the preparation activities the thing that we're after yeah does that make sense like we can make like the celebration of advent Mm -hmm. and the candles or the readings or you know the activities that we do with our kids or whatever uh, as uh, you know with advent calendars and all that we can make that the thing yeah and lose the reason which is you know we're just kind of bent that way in all things you know we can do that with communion you know we get all uh bent about the 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 or we get wrapped up by by the act of it and lose the reason behind why christ gave us communion or baptism or whatever it might be and so we just have to be careful that's like my pastoral you know kind of caution to people is don't lose sight of the meaning of it which is why like advent was created so we wouldn't lose the meaning of the main thing and we can just like keep if if we forget that we can keep pushing that backwards and then we just messed up the whole thing and 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 like most things in, in our christian walk it's kind of this like this spectrum of where we tend to want to like hype we want to polarize things right Mm -hmm. and on one end you have this where christmas is just all about getting together with your family and presents and the food and just you know celebrating this time of the holidays right which there's none of those things inherently are wrong right but when they get in the way of the real reason of why we celebrate christmas uh, they, they are a problem right and then you can swing to the other side, the other, you know, maybe the the almost legalistic side where we have to do Advent and we have to do the candles. And if we don't do the candles, then we're just falling into yeah. this Christian consumerism and the readings. And, and, and then you, you put yourself in this in this weird box where like now we can't be happy and we can't right. enjoy giving gifts to each other and enjoy our family. Where I think really where, where we should lie is right in, in that sweet spot in the middle right. where you know, we can do these yeah. things and we can, you know, right. do the readings, maybe even do the candles. But at the same time, we don't have to be like tied to those things right. more than we remember yeah. why we're doing all these things, yeah. right? We remember that yeah. Christ once came as, as a baby, yeah. that like the God human literally yeah. like gave up his his like human power. I mean, his God powers but still being fully God came as a baby, veiled yeah. in glory and live this this life for us so yeah. that we could come but then not only that now he's coming again yeah right and and how we what we've been talking about that should really affect and motivate us as christians and you know just 
I'm not even sure exactly what the candles are, like I said, but I, yeah. you know, in this in this expectation, this longing of expecting him to return again, there's different lights in which we can see that, right? We sure. can we can realize that it was our sin that that makes us in need of a savior in these coming, you know, we can look at his coming again and be joyful and and yeah. excited that you know the king is coming to to redeem his people and we're going to be with him in creation there's all these different emotions that are good yeah. uh, to celebrate and to to acknowledge in the light of the truth that's of right. of what advent is about that's right that's right you, you what you just described is the vertical life that we live right right, right. you know and uh, you kind of described it as like the polarities or the uh, opposite sides and so if you think of like our life as like a you know like a gauge we want that needle pointing vertically we want we want to be we don't want it to be that needle to be tipped one way or another horizontally losing sight of things and uh um and yet we want our mind to be vertical on the glory of god and like right. what this is about right. and so that's that just plays out in all things but especially so in this season in in advent and and so it's a it's a good thing it's a helpful tool and that's what we need to remember i think yeah. today as we okay what is what is helpful about advent is that it is a tool to help us to pause and to think about these things and the tension in that we live. And so beyond the, you know, the the kind of activities that we do with it, you know, hopefully we're reading scripture and adding yeah. that. And that's, that's a glorious thing. But the best thing that we can do as we wait here specifically is exactly what Titus 2 called us. How, how do you live? Like, how do you keep your heart vertical? How do you right. keep the, you know, the right... Um, uh, heart posture towards the Lord in this season. Well, it's what Titus two twelve said. We, you know, it trains us to renounce ungodliness. You want to, you know, live a a vertical life in this Advent season. Then renounce ungodliness. Say no to sin. You yeah. know, don't don't give in to you know to your sinful tendencies this time. You know, uh, renounce un, uh, worldly passions. You know, live self controlled, upright, and godly lives. That's the life that we should be you know pursuing zealously for sure as we wait for our blessed hope and that's the i think the best thing that we can do in the midst of these activities and uh, in teaching our kids how we wait and how we live in the tension between these two um these two comings of king jesus right and in, and it's in that in that like headspace, in that heart posture where we can enjoy the family, the presence, and right. we can enjoy right. doing the doing the the traditions in the church, right? The yeah. liturgy that is so beautiful, but we're not we're not uh, you know we're not a slave to either of those, right? We're Amen. we're reminded uh, and we're guided by the truth that that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, and He's coming again. That's right. That's right. Well. Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it. Thank you.